When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't got the answers, but we'll see if our guy Patrick Nosey Walker got the answers because I got questions, sir. Let's get into the scientific method with our guy Patrick Nosey Walker. Good morning, my good brother. How goes it, King? Oh, you sound much. Oh, you sound much better today, bro. Oh man, I'm so glad you're feeling good, Pat. Oh yeah, I'm I'm solid. I'm solid now, man. I'm Boy, solid. Pat, it tried to take me off the game, but no, no, it's none of that. Boy, you called in last week. It was like, hey, man, we good to go. I said, oh, Pat, nah, bro. <laughs> I said, Pat, we can't do that to you, man. You know, I, I, I played through it. I played through. You it. fought through can't it, bro. Put me on IR. Yeah, they didn't keep can't you on IR. Not at all, bro. But uh, good morning to you, man. Appreciate you for coming back through. Uh, I got lots of questions for you, Pat. Um, we were just kind of joking a little bit about one particular one. But before we get into that, you just mentioned IR. Can you kind of give us a rundown on the Cowboys practice report? Yeah, absolutely. A um, couple changes, you know, one positive, one not so much. But we'll start with the two headliners, or well, three headliners technically. So Jonathan Hankins and Tyron Smith obviously both missed last week. Um, Hankins, that was his second consecutive miss with the high ankle sprain, and he's working his way back. But, you know, I I like what I'm hearing from Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones, and and they sound at least 51-49 as far as the odds are, as far as optimism is concerned. I am not so optimistic. Um, if, you know, if I were a betting man and I'm not, but if I were, I would bet that Jonathan Hankins doesn't play in this game. Ah. And the reason I say that is because they feel rightfully so that they're trying to balance, um, staving off a three game losing streak with not exacerbating an issue on your primary run stopper. Who's having a great season and you need him in the playoffs. So they're trying to, you know, walk that line when it comes to Jonathan Hankins and, Again, I, I like what I hear Jerry and Mike saying, but I just I don't necessarily see it happening. Now, if he does, it'll be a pleasant surprise to me. Uh, he's not been ruled out or anything. We'll see what today's injury report looks like. Also for Tyron Smith, a little bit more optimism when it comes to Tyron Smith, but not as far as the injury report itself goes because he was DNP, which is, did not participate both yesterday and, and the day before. So he's not started taking any team uh, work, but I will also say, keep in mind, he's on quote unquote, the plan anyway. So he's not going to practice. So the the injury report could be a little bit deceptive when it comes to Tyron Smith in that capacity. It does sound like the team has more optimism that Tyron will take the field. We spoke with Tyron uh, earlier this week and he said that um, he just needed the back to quote unquote, calm down. And he said it now has, he said it's not a stinger. It was just like back tightness, and they needed to work through it. And it sounds like it's mostly, if not completely, worked through. I have much more optimism on Tyron based on what he said and mm. what McCarthy and some of the people around the building are saying. Um, I would put Tyron at nothing too high. Let's just say 60-40. Maybe he plays. Um, if it comes to Jonathan Hankins, I'm kind of like 40-60. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. 
Um, Rico Dowdle, he was downgraded. Uh, he only had two touches, or I should say two handoffs last week against the Dolphins, four yards. I think that ankle is really starting to bother him. That's why they elevated Malik Davis twice in a row. So you'll probably see Malik Davis with his third and final elevation of the season coming up this weekend. Um, I wonder if they just go ahead and make Rico inactive to make sure that he gets right for the playoffs. Um, Stephon Gilmore suffered what he told us was a rib injury. I know some people thought it was an arm, but he said it was a rib injury. On Sunday night, he said he was fine. Um, the next morning, that's basically what was echoed around the building. Stephon Gilmore is going to play against the Dolphins. And the others, you know, you have Malik Hooker. He's uh, progressing with his ankle injury. He went from limited to full. Uh, Hunter Lidke had a thigh issue, went from limited to full, also had a fumble issue. Hopefully that's going from limited to full. Um, and, yeah, and then you got the transaction that lit the world on fire. Yes, that please. I know you were talking about before I tapped in. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> the we, transaction bro, of all transactions, apparently. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, man. We, we, we get into these civil wars. You know, Dallas, is. this is why Dallas is America's oh, team. Nobody man. does this over backup linebacker. But Dude, Rashad it Evans. It 100% look like, yeah, it looked like it was uh, Captain America and Bucky versus Iron Man and, and Spider-Man. <laughs> At the airport, right? It was like full blown Facts. Black Panther going against Scarlet Witch. Like I'm like, what is going on here? Then out, of, then out of nowhere, Spider Man comes in with out of, breaking that's news. What I'm saying, out of nowhere, snatch <laughs> the snatch the shield, and you know, all right. So <sighs> linebacker Rashawn Evans uh, was released slash waived. He's subject to waivers. We'll find out by 3 p.m. today if any other uh, any of the other 31 teams claimed him. If not, he'll be on restricted free agent. He can sign with whomever he wants, which also includes maybe tapping back into the Cowboys practice squad, although I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, to replace his spot, they activated Matt Willetsko from IR with his shoulder injury. Now, here's where I am on this. Just go ahead and jump right into this. Here's where I am on this. I 100% understand after seeing Chuma Idoga miss assignments on Bradley Chubb of all people. I understand how that completely disrupted your offense, and that's a large reason as far as the pressure that Dak suffered because it was almost 45% of his dropbacks he was pressured. That's You, you can't have that. So no. I, I understand why we'll let scores back. I get it, 100%. Um, as far as why Rashawn Evans is the sacrificial lamb, I know some are pointing to his arrest for marijuana possession. I'm not subscribing to that. And I say that because I've seen other players um, suffer worse accusations and stick around. Now, could that have gone into the thought process and maybe they had already made a decision that Evans was going to be gone and that you know, particular um, criminal allegation was like, okay, well, if he's going to have that as well, then yeah, it doesn't help, you know, super, super goodbye. Right. But as far as an analyst's eye, was he as good as what they wanted him to be? No. Can they afford to cut into their linebacker depth, though? No. Mm-hmm. Did he flash at times and show that maybe with more reps that he could possibly at least be on the right trajectory? Yes. So I'm of the mindset that I don't understand why you would cut into the depth. I'm, I'm 100% on that. I, I don't get that. Like, I'm, I'm against that. I feel like there was, you know, someone else that you could have pegged as a 53rd guy um, versus cutting into your linebacker depth. Because right now you have Damone Clark, that's your only true linebacker on the active roster. 
Um, and hold hold your horses, you know, Buddy Johnson on the practice squad. All right. Um, so, but unless Buddy Johnson is Bobby Wagner uh, reincarnate, you're kind of in trouble with depth there. So, I can't say that I necessarily co-signed the move because I don't. Um, I see why Walesko was brought up, but as far as shipping Evans out, you know, was he great? No. Was he terrible? No. So that in and of itself gives me enough reason to say, well, we need depth, and he's, you know, he's par or slightly above, and so keep him around. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't really know what the uh, what the true reason was. I don't think it was the marijuana possession because, please, spare me that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so here we are, and the Civil War commenced. And on one side, ladies and gentlemen, you got everybody saying that this guy was Fred Warner. Right. Uh, and on the other end, you got everybody saying this guy was Bobby Carpenter. So <laughs> it's like, why can't, why can't we have this healthy <laughs> the, the conversation of, hey, he's neither, yeah. but we don't have the depth to, to take that risk. That's exactly where that, I am. That's, so that's exactly yeah. where I am. Yeah, man. So, I <laughs> mean, no more, no less. If you had to guess, Pat, um, do, do you think, because the Cowboys, I think they did this. I don't know if it was last year. I think one of the playoff years they signed somebody heading to the playoffs. But do you think they'll address it, though, heading in? I, I just have a hard time thinking you're going to go in here with literally one linebacker on the active roster. And if I'm not mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong, but if they were to call up Malik, they would then have to cut somebody else because he's out of call-ups, correct? That That is correct. You cannot Eesh. call Malik Jefferson up again until the playoffs when the clock resets. So calling him up again does, you know, send someone – um, out the door, and then that brings you right back to this question. Well, why don't you send a linebacker out to bring up a linebacker, linebacker. to send someone else out for a linebacker? <laughs> so um, kind of a weird situation. But to answer your question, I think that they are scanning um, the free agency market, but also practice squad players. And, and I can't mention which practice squad players I'm thinking about because yeah. then I get hit with tampering. But no, no, no. there are a couple names out there that the Cowboys could look to poach. Um you know, over the next couple of weeks before they get into the playoffs, uh, in which case they won't be able to at all. Not for teams that are not in the, the race anyway. But, yeah, I, I know for a fact there are a couple that they have their eye on. Their eye on. Um, but for me, you you need to win these last two games. Yeah. Um, if only for momentum purposes. You don't want to back into the playoffs. And, and to that point, still. I don't think that you could have afforded to cut into your linebacker depth. I think you definitely needed it against Detroit. And if you go back and you look at um, – and kudos on the Cowboys' defense for being greatly improved against the run, especially in the absence of Hankins. But if you go back and look at Buffalo, where they were wildly horrific against the run defense and James Cook, um, one of their only two good run defenders was Rashawn Evans. The other was DeMarcus Lawrence. Uh, Rashawn Evans only had 11 snaps against the run. Um, but he had a, a couple of run stuffs, and so he was efficient when he was out there against the run. So that goes back to what I was saying as far as um, he showed flashes of, of being on the right trajectory, but, you know, apparently, you know, they were just like, that's that's not going to cut it. And he did a lot of special teams work as well. Yeah. I mean, 73% of his snaps were special teams, so that makes me wonder if Bones didn't stand on the table for him. Um, and if Bones didn't stand on the table for him, then, yeah. Well, we, we, we've got a theory over here, you know, and I don't even think it's that crazy, but, you know, Dallas obviously puts more premium into their guys, meaning were you drafted? Do we invest a lot into you money-wise? Are you one of our guys? Yeah. If we're being honest, Rashawn Evans is not one of their guys. So, I, you know. No, 100%. Yeah. 
No, Marquise Bell is one of their guys. Mm-hmm. He's a drafty guy. Well, let's go. Clark, that's one of their guys. He's a drafty guy. Well, let's go, obviously. And, uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to leave it here because I'm left to wonder if, if well, let's go isn't ready and or if his 21-day practice window isn't approaching the end because timing is everything as well. As we approach the end, approached past him, the end of well, let's go's 21-day practice window and the decision had to be made on him, what happens, you know, two days, one or two days before that um, that time marker comes due is you see Chuma Idoga basically just yeah. matadoring Bradley Chubb <laughs> onto Dak Prescott. So I, I think it, it could have been just as simple as let's stop overthinking. It could have been as simple as that put the Cowboys kind of in a panic mode to say, yeah, you know what, we cannot let well, let's go remain on IR um, with Chuma looking like this because if Chuma does this in the playoffs, we're one and done. Um, in the event Tyron can't play. And they're still trying to figure out when Tyron can get back, maybe as early as this week, maybe not. So too much flux there, I get it. The only thing I don't get is why you send a linebacker away um, for that. So, But that's where we are. Um, Rashawn Evans, uh, not Bobby Carpenter, but not Fred Warner, and we we move. <laughs> well, somebody else that's been doing some cutting down, apparently down there, man, uh, Mozzie Smith. O- on your show, Cowboys mm. Break, DallasCowboys.com, uh, Brian had mentioned that Mozzie was sub 300, and I, I believe he asked you what you thought Mozzie Smith weighed prior to him giving his answer. And, and, and you mentioned, uh, and again, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but this is what I was told like 295. And you, I said two, yeah, I said 290. 290. I mean, with yeah. no uh, 290, just that's how he, he looks, which means it makes sense that, you know, he's kind of getting pushed around a bit playing nose tackle out there, but. What what happened? Like, what's going on? That's a lot of weight to lose, Pat. Yeah, it's, it's roughly 40 pounds uh, difference from when they picked him out of, out of Michigan. So here's my running theory, because Amber made an excellent point yesterday on the show in that this cannot possibly be of any surprise to the Cowboys staff, because if it were, he would be fined every time he doesn't hit weight. Mm-hmm. Right. So every time he steps on that scale and he's not at the weight they want him to be at, they would fine him every single time. But he's not been fined a single time. So then that leads me to go back to training camp. And in training camp, and you saw it yourself with your own two eyes, we were expecting Monty Smith to come in and start challenging Jonathan Hankins for that one tech. Yeah. Right. Um, but we saw more often than not, we saw packages with them playing side by side and Mozzie was the three. So we didn't think twice over that, that at that time other than to say, oh, this is exciting. We might get Mozzie on, on the field with Jonathan Hankins. This might be some great potential. Okay, well, fast forward, fast forward. And now he weighs as much as a prototypical three tech, around 290 to 295. I mean, he's right there with Neville Gallimore, also Diggy Zua, Chauncey Golston. Um so it just it makes me wonder if the Cowboys this entire time so far had been kind of grooming him for more reps at three tech oh, because they saw how well Jonathan Hankins was playing at one tech. My my only problem with that is you didn't guard against injury. And maybe you thought Carl Davis was guarding against injury by signing him in late November. He goes out there, he did not play well at all. So let's not even talk about Carl Davis. So absent Hankins, now you have a 290, 295 Mozzie versus a 330 Mozzie. That's not that's not a zero or a one. That's that's too much mass that's been given up. So now as we have this conversation, really he's a, a two or a three tech. And um 
that that can be problematic for when you need him to be that big body nose tackle, but yeah. he doesn't have the big body. Now the strength is still there, but but the weight is not there. He's not eating up double teams like and, Jonathan Hankins was, or that he would have at three thirty. So and Pat, I question if the, if there if that was their thought process, right? Then you don't take a guy who wasn't traditionally a three tech at Michigan to then make him lose all that weight to play three tech. When you have multiple three techs like Keanu Bitten and Brian Breesy on the board that you can take that play that position better than Mozzie. So I am just so confused at, at how losing, you know, if they really did say, hey, we need you to do this for, for, you know, moving forward purposes. Why would you do that when there's others on the board, number one? And number two, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's never going to be a better three tech than Osa. Like, Osa is, is that guy yeah. for you. So it's just really confusing. Yeah. You know, no, Osa is, is uh, no other no better way to put it. This is not saying he's Aaron Donald, but Osa is your Aaron Donald when it comes to what he can do from inside um, the defensive line. But, I mean, when it comes to Mozzie, I think it's – and I, I hearken back to – I mentioned on the show as well, Tyrone Crawford, right? Hmm. Um, during the Tyrone Crawford uh, era, they pop him inside and they make him bulk up. And then they slide him outside and they make him slim down. And they did that several times. And hopefully this isn't the situation with Mozzie, but, again, maybe they figured – because I think the signs were there as well. Maybe we didn't necessarily put too much stock into it. But when you hear Dan Quinn say things like – and Mike McCarthy and Will McClay say things like, we, we want to unlock Mozzie's pass rush ability. We don't believe Michigan uh... gave the rush the passer. And then you also saw things like they were tweaking his stance, which negatively impacted his get-off as, as he tries to kind of acclimate to that. But you're tweaking the stance. You mentioned that you want to unlock his pass rush ability, and now he's down 40 pounds. Doesn't that sound like he's being groomed for a three? So um, we'll see what year two looks like, but I think year one is what it is. Uh, at this point, it is what it is. He's roughly 290, 295, um, and uh, he's not going to gain 40 pounds in the next two weeks. That's that's not going to happen. So this is what Mozzie is. Hopefully that situation kind of works out well uh, over the course of the next several weeks. And I'll say several because I don't want it to just be like three weeks. <laughs> so outside of that, for Mozzie Smith, look look for year two. It'll be interesting because this Hankins was a one-year reel. Let's see how they approach Hankins in the offseason, if he's back, if he's back on a one-year, two-year. And I think that's going to, you know, force their hand on Mozzie to say, okay, well, uh, we really need you to be that definitive big body run stopper. So go ahead and put that 40 back on. Yeah. It's an interesting situation, but it's still question marks. You know, and we don't really have the answer. We'll just have to see how it plays out. I, I, I want to sit here and talk more, but I know you got to get going here soon. But can you give us a, a preview? It is Thursday, y'all. So you know what that means on dot .com for, for Pat Nosey Walker. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us a preview of the science lab? Yeah, real quick. Cowboys, uh, DallasCowboys.com. Check out the mothership. Should be dropping uh, – 10 a.m. Central Time, no later than 11 a.m. Central Time. And I break down the importance of the Cowboys winning these last two games. There are several reasons why they should, but there's one most prevalent, and it has nothing to do with playoff seating. Playoff mm. seating is on the table, but that is not why I – that is one reason I want the Cowboys to win out. Hopefully the Eagles lose. But that's not my, my number one priority as to why. It's because they cannot afford to back into the playoffs, and there's a situation or two that I cite as an example as to what happens when you, you know, back into the playoffs versus when you don't back into the playoffs after having um, a tough stretch in November, December. So anyway, break it, uh, check it out. It's a good breakdown. Hope you guys enjoy it um, and let it lead you into uh, Saturday against the Lions. My guy, Patrick Nosey Walker. Appreciate you joining us, bro. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better and we'll wrap next week, man.
Absolutely, brother. Talk to you soon. That's Patrick Nosey Walker. Very interesting conversation there on, on both fronts of the Rashawn Evans and uh, Nazi Smith situation. Thanks for watching and make sure to follow and subscribe to A to Z Dallas so you don't miss an episode of The Scientific Method. Every Thursday morning, 9 a.m. Central on Facebook and YouTube with every episode available on A to Z Sports.com.